Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. much, not too much. Just living the life. Well, I guess I, I wouldn't say not too much, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you listened to last, last week's show, but we definitely gave you a congratulations uh, for for having the firstborn week old Thanks, today, you, right? Or a week old yesterday. Uh, one week yesterday, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, all is well. and uh, It's good, man. It's good. Uh, definitely a new experience, but it's a uh, it's a good one so far. So we're enjoying it and just uh, drinking it all in. It's good, man. Glad glad to hear that you are enjoying things on, on that front. Uh, my kid just had a meltdown upstairs because she didn't eat dinner and she didn't get cake. Uh, so <laughs> that was fun. You have that to look forward to. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I think yeah. I got a little bit of time before that, but uh, probably we'll see. Yeah, probably. So yeah, so I was just introducing everybody to kind of what we're going to get into this week. I was saying how we're going to do, you know, some week two recap, and then um, and then uh, and then we'll, we'll get into some you know week three action here, um, just with some injury talks. That you need to look out for or some waiver wire ads, and um, you know, go through some sleepers and busts. So, okay. Um, how was your How was your week two of the fantasy football season? Uh, another one and one week. 
Um, I'm only in two two leagues this year, so I've uh, uh, decided to you know roll things down a little bit with the baby on its way and and whatnot. So in our league, I'm I'm uh, sitting pretty good at two and zero. Eked out a win this week, barely by maybe two points, if that. I think. Um, but yeah, my other league, my my team's just not not really performing very well. Uh, I've got the uh, Sam Bradford Blues, and uh, really in both leagues, but he uh, he really really put a hurt on me in in my other league. And of course, the guy I was playing had Aaron Rodgers and. Wasn't even a competition between the two of them, but yeah. So hoping to hoping to rebound in that league this week, but yeah, I went immediately uh, two and three this week after going five and zero oh in week one. So, uh, so hopefully, hopefully things uh, get better for me again. I'm, I'm pretty decimated by injuries. I was even, I was really shocked that you even went five and zero. Oh. Not even really sure how the hell I did that the first week. So who knows? We will uh, figure things out with those teams. If you get healthy, it'll be quick. Pretty uh, pretty happy to see him bounce back the way that he did. Um, I mean, I was, you know, if I would have gotten one of the first two draft picks, I was looking at taking him in, in either of my leagues. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get him in either of those leagues. But 
I had him last year and got burned by him. So it's nice to see him actually uh, producing again and uh, and helping his, his managers out. And I think he'll be good. I mean, week one, I, I don't I don't look at that as too much of a of a big deal just because he's been out of the league for a year. So, you know, he, he had a little bit of rust. I think he needed to shake off, uh, especially with not even playing in the uh, – in the preseason, which is pretty standard for him anyways, but um, not not too surprised to see him bounce back. Yeah, I mean, he, he really did struggle week one, although that whole Minnesota offense did against, shockingly, the San Francisco 49ers, whose defense is completely beat up and were just gone. Um, you know, 134 yards, he did lose a fumble, and he actually fumbled an extra time, which has you worried, and he hasn't found the end zone in quite some time. Uh, I think I heard some stats during the game that he, he hasn't hurt. He hasn't found the end zone in over a hundred carries, which is pretty unusual for Adrian Peterson. And he got stuffed on the goal line quite a few times. So I don't know if that's a sign of age or, or what, but he wasn't able to kind of bust through like he usually does. So that's going to be something to watch out for. You know, this this week against. Against the Chargers, he should have a fairly good game again. Uh, that they, they don't have the, the greatest of defenses. Um, in fact, they are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight worse against the run. So he should be able to have a pretty good game again there, especially at home. So we'll look for more big things. And, and, I, and I'm gonna just go out there and say he's gonna score this week. Probably not too far fetched, but whatever. Say it anyway. So the the last the last bounce back performance that you know maybe maybe people weren't paying as much attention to because it's the Jaguars is uh, Allen Robinson. You know people really had high hopes for this guy coming into the year, and he really stuttered or you know fluttered first week. One catch, 27 yards. But wow, this is what this guy can do: six receptions, 155 yards, two touchdowns. I mean that that's crazy good. Um, yeah. It's huge. Don't know if you're gonna be able to expect you know a touchdown or you know, definitely not two every week from this guy. But you know, he can show you that he can produce. Um, he's got New England, then Indy, then Tampa, then Houston. He's got he's got a pretty favorable matchup coming up here. You know, Houston's defense is supposedly tough, but uh we'll we'll see. Uh, so far not so great for them. But, you know, New England secondary has holes. Indy secondary definitely has holes. As we saw on Monday night, the Jets just got to him. Tampa's defense definitely has holes. So, you know, he's got some opportunities here to really put up some points and make uh, Van really happy. Yeah, I, I really like his matchup this week. Uh, New England hasn't really been able to, to stop wide receivers yet this season. Uh, I mean, they're only giving up three receiving touchdowns it looks like but a ton of receptions and a decent amount of yards I mean even against Buffalo it was under 200 yards to the receivers but you know two touchdowns given up um, I mean I, I could see him having a big day uh, for sure Yeah, I don't think it's very far-fetched to see him having a good game again. You know, it all comes down to that offensive line of Bortles, so, you know, and uh, they were able to hold back Miami's uh, pretty stout defensive line there with Dominic Sue, who apparently is having some struggles there. 
they'll they'll do pretty well uh, this this week again. So, you know, you know, we saw some bounce back performances. There is always the bad every week. And, um, you know, we saw some guys have bad weeks, and then they've continued to have bad weeks. And I'm going to pick on your team, AJ. Uh, the, the Eagles, man, what in the world is happening there? They just look atrocious. The first week, you know, you thought maybe – First half jitters, and then the second half was decent. Bradford you know, like twenty, look twenty-two at one point or something like that. You know, looked pretty good. Murray didn't get the yards you were hoping for, but he scored twice, so you were pretty happy there with him. But then this week, ew, what in the world happened? They, I mean, they only scored one touchdown, I believe, it was like like with a minute left. Um, Bradford was just terrible. Uh, Murray got another uh, nine yards, and has 11 total on the year. I mean, I think at one point I looked at the box score, and Murray had negative 10 rushing yards. I thought I was seeing things, and it was like the third quarter. I mean, what is what is going on there? And it looks like we may have lost AJ. Oh. Uh-huh. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm getting a uh, pretty nasty echo from you all of a sudden. Hmm. Uh, yeah, this place got some technical difficulties, that's for sure. Yes, yes it is. Yes, it is. Let me, let me try something for you real quick. Hang on. Uh, not a lot of offense, that's for sure. Um, they are, are not looking good right now. Uh, Bradford, like I said earlier, is killing me in both of my leagues, but somehow managed to get by with them the first two weeks uh, in the one league, but not the other. But, I mean, DeMarco, I, I feel like it was kind of expected. Uh, all the experts out there were, were calling for him to have a, a real – you know, a down year compared to what he did last year. And um, and you're seeing it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's really coming to life probably more than, than anyone really thought. Um, yeah, like you said, the, the touchdown was kind of his only break last week. But he, he got absolutely demolished by the team. And, you know, you only have 13 rushing attempts and get two yards. That's pathetic. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like I could probably do better than that. Um, but, I mean, that, that's just bad. Uh, I think they're going to have to figure it out and get it turned around here. It still may not happen this week up at the Jets. Uh, I mean, they, they're the, you know, the third best uh, against the rushing attack right, right now. They haven't let up um, more than 70 yards to running backs. Uh, in the first two weeks, and they haven't let up uh, a single touchdown either. Um, you know, for my fandom's sake, hopefully they can they can get by, but it's just not looking good. 
It is a disappointment. I had uh, I had Johnson, you know, kind of high on my draft boards. He was a guy that I was looking at, trying to target, not super early, but maybe a little bit earlier than most people probably were because, you know, I've had him in the past when he's excelled even with crappy quarterback play. And now he's just like a, a – and also ran on this team. You, you, you don't even hear about him. He hasn't done anything. Um Luck's got to figure it out. I, I can't imagine that he's going to be this bad all year long. And then once he gets better, I feel like that'll help Johnson uh, also, you know, come back and, and be able to help out his managers and owners and stuff like that. But, I, you know, right now I'm staying away from the Colts. They made the Jets' defense look real good. 
um, yeah, well, apparently turnovers. the Jets' defense is really good, so... Um, oh, yeah, they, they are. I mean, they're, they're for real, but... Um, Revis is making a big, big, big difference on that, on this team. Um, so, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with them. You know, I'm, I'm inching them up my, up my list here, but real quick, let's get to some disappointment. The the last couple of disappointments. So, you know, CJ Anderson, yeah, I mean, he had the ankle injury. Um, and, uh, so that was kind of expected. I think that was on a short week for them. So, I'm not really too disappointed in CJ Anderson, but you know, I've got to see something soon from him or it's going to be on the bench time for him. Um, and then Marshawn Lynch for me, uh, well, you wrote Marshawn Lynch down, you know, what, what are you, yeah. what are you disappointed in Marshawn Lynch with here? Well, I wrote him and Anderson down mostly cause I own both of them on one team. <laughs> um, yeah, Anderson, I, I'm not too worried about, I agree. It's, it's more of a, injury concern so far and he's got a real nice matchup against Detroit this week so I'm looking for a nice rebound um but Lynch I mean he's he's been decent but he hasn't he hasn't scored a touchdown yet um so I don't know what the deal is there I mean Seattle's 0-2 they just don't look real good either um so I think they've got to get it turned around, uh, and and will get it turned around. I'm I'm not too worried about beast mode, but you know I'm 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 kind of getting worried, um, and almost to the point of wanting to maybe jump ship and uh, and see if uh, nah, you know, I don't think I, I don't think you can do that because <laughs> you're going to be selling real low. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's let's go through the uh the next theme of the the week at least for me. So I don't want to touch too long on these. I think everybody knows how good these guys did. Um Antonio week the week of the wide receiver. I mean, wide receivers completely blew up this week. If if this was the week of you know, if last week was the week of the tight end, this was definitely the week of the wide receiver. We saw so many good performances from wide receivers. Antonio Brown, obvious choice. You know, 100 and what was it, 195 yards or something crazy like that? I mean, just utterly obliterated uh, the the 49ers. Um, you know what? Um, yeah, 195 yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah, he he's just a monster. You're gonna anybody? I I'm so mad I didn't get any shares of him in any of my leagues. Um, yeah. But some of the more surprising ones is Larry. You know, not maybe not maybe not surprising, but you know, Larry Fitzgerald, three touchdowns, 112 yards, eight catches. Uh, I have him in one league and was very very happy to have him. Uh, so that that was very nice, and definitely blew out my opponent because I also had the next week. You know, week of the wide receiver candidate here in Julian Edelman. The guy finally scores a touchdown. He scores two of them. You know, I kind of wish he would spread those out a little bit because he gets like three a year. So now I'm not going to get one for another like ten weeks. Um, yeah, probably not. <laughs> but you know, he—it's kind of funny. He replicated his exact stat line from last week, except for the two touchdowns, eleven for ninety-seven. The guy's just a PPR monster. I mean, even without the touchdown, that's that's twenty-two points right there, and that's just that's just absurd or 20 points, whatever, I can't add. Um, 
It's <laughs> it's uh yeah, twenty twenty two. You're right. Oh no, no, sorry. Well it's eleven points just for his receptions if you're yeah, full eleven point. plus nine, yeah. So I uh, mean it's he he's just a PPR monster there and then uh Travis Benjamin you trust in this guy? I mean he's he's having a pretty monster season already. But uh, I don't know about him. I I don't know if I fully trust him yet. I mean, he's only had three receptions in both games, but he's had huge yardage totals. I mean, well, 89 yards in, in week one with one touchdown. And then, you know, 115 yards uh, last week and two touchdowns, but I, I believe he also had a return touchdown. Um, so, you know, he's... He's getting points, no matter how you look at it, and it's it's hard to ignore points in a point-driven fantasy league. Um, mm-hmm. I I feel like you know him and and Manziel seem to have a pretty nice uh, nice working relationship going on. So if they can continue to to mold that, then yeah, I can see him playing pretty well. Uh, yeah, my I thing about him though is be. just my my thing about him is just he's got seven targets on the year. He's caught six of them, three of her touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And they're all like really deep plays. And so yeah, we know the guy can run. He's even returned a touchdown. We know yeah. the guy can run. And he's lightning fast. But I mean I saw the two plays this week and they were basically broken plays where Manzel like ran out of the pocket. The play broke down and Benjamin just ran past the defender and got open and scored. He played on 23 snaps this week. They, I don't know. I like safer guys than than that. Like I like I can take risks, but that's a little bit. I feel like he's gonna have a whole bunch of weeks here coming up where he catches one pass for 15 yards. Or yeah. nothing. I mean, when you only get targeted seven times in two weeks, it's very possible you're not catching anything. So yeah, it's not it's not a real high amount of targets. It's nice to see that he's catching his targets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whereas like a guy like Edelman, if he's getting ten, eleven targets a game and he's somehow only managing to catch four or five of them, you know that that's going to turn around. But here it's still a, a kind of a lower number of targets uh, overall. And, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you look at his past stats. Last year he only had 46 targets and 18 receptions. So not a great ratio there. And he played all 16 games. Um, you know, he only had 314 yards. So I just don't – I mean – Cleveland's quarterback situation was kind of junky last year as it is, but, um, you know, I I think he's going to be, you know, he's going to be one of those guys that people are going to look at the numbers now and, you know, think that it's they're going to try to catch lightning in a bottle and then he'll just be back on the waiver wire. Yeah, that's kind of the way I think it. But, uh, and speaking of waiver wire here, I've got Richard Seville from Fantasy Six Pack on the line waiting to go through this week's top waiver wire ads. So 
without further ado, Richard, how you doing, man? Hi, Joe. How you how you doing? I was just good. listening to what you guys had to say about Travis Benjamin. You know, <clears throat> he's actually one of the players that are on my uh, waiver ads this week. I mean, why not? I mean, he's low he's low target, as you say, and he was an emergency uh, um, outlet for uh, Manziel that happened to turn into a touchdown. But heck, I'd grab him. Why not? I mean, uh, yeah. if I mean, if there's a chemistry there. Pfft, why not? I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I'm looking at Charles Johnson over over the last two weeks. Who would you rather have? Yeah, that's an easy answer. Uh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. I think I'm, I don't know. I I'm still high enough on Charles Johnson that I think he's gonna have a good season. I just really think you're just getting. Two giant weeks. I mean, this reminds me of, like, Eddie Royal's starts for years mm. there in a row where he would have these enormous stars and he'd be the big ad and everybody thinks they got, you know, they got gold, you know, for the rest of the season. And then two weeks later he's on the waiver wire again because he's done absolutely nothing. He just kind of <laughs> flakes away. Everybody realizes. Point, but shark trading you got to keep in mind as well, you know. And uh, if you're if you're a shark trader, you know Travis Benjamin. If he does it again, if he gets another touchdown, which is probably you don't usually see wide receivers get touchdowns in three consecutive weeks. Although if you have Antonio Brown, you might. But uh, but these guys, uh, you know, um, shark trading is something you can certainly do, and that's what happened with Royal. Royal was. Uh, Royal was shark traded, if you recall. A lot of people made a killing off off of him. You know? Oh yeah, I'm sure they did. You, you know, know, people uh, pick him up and realize, you know, think they can, you know, think well, they're yeah, going to the be able names, to get something. Uh, if a big name, if a big name has a slow start, and you've got Eddie Royal who comes out with a fast start, you know, or maybe not a big name, but I mean a, a decent WR two, you know, bang. But you know, people are getting a lot smarter these days. You know, it's not like it used to be. You could get. <laughs> no, there's. I mean, there's so many places out there to go to for advice. You know, kind of like fantasysixpack.net or so-called fantasy <laughs> experts or you name it. You know, all these all these sites out there giving advice that used to not be there. You know, so everybody's getting the the quote expert advice from all these guys that you know, like like us here that just probably study this stuff way too much, but. Yeah, that's what we're here for. We like doing it, so we'll share the we'll share the knowledge. But one of the other <laughs> yeah. guys I want to talk about possibly picking up here is uh, is Tyrod Taylor. You you uh, you believe in the hype, man? Uh, I actually he was in my week one pickups. So uh, ah, all right. If, if, if so, uh, you should have picked him up last week. Because uh, I I told everyone to pick him up last week, so. Uh, so he was in my list for last week. So if you're getting him this week, well, then you're you're having to fight the crowd. So you should have you should have picked him up last week, as I suggested. Uh, so you could be a little bit ahead of the crowd. But of course, you know you got your normal uh, you got your normal pickups like James Starks. You got to pick him up. Yep. So, uh, he's going to be grabbed uh, with with uh, Eddie Lacy. So he he's kind of a no brainer to pick up. Um, I depending actually, on how you league. Let me uh, interrupt you real quick on that. I'm actually not picking up James Stark, and here's why. Unless I uh-huh. own Eddie Lacy. 
Because here's the thing. Kind of like owning Niall Davis if you don't own Jamal Charles. He's worthless mm. to you. Worthless. Mm. Unless, because there's, there's even already talk that Eddie Lacy's going to play in week right. three. So, I mean, it looks like <clears throat> at best you're getting James Starks for a week. And are you really, if you didn't lose Eddie Lacy, who are you really starting him over on the team? He's going to sit on your bench for a week and then become nothing again. So I'm kind of like, pick him up if you have Lacey to have that, to have yeah. that handcuff, well, but then don't worry yeah, about it. Because it's a don't. Monday, it's a Monday night though. It's a Monday night or so. Yeah. So even got bigger, it. like if you have a Lacey, you're kind of forced to get him. You know, maybe, maybe if you're just trying to block the Lacey owner, Maybe, but then you're probably doing <laughs> yeah, you something that. else. I've definitely done stuff like that before, you know. Why not? Uh, yeah, yeah, all's fair in fantasy. Yeah, I've been there, done that. But you know, the the thing you run into with that is if you have if you don't really have a a good drop, and you're going out picking this guy up, thinking, hey, I'm going to screw this other owner, you could screw yourself more by you know dropping somebody that potentially could be you know, a solid, solid player down the line for a potential one, maybe two week at best fill in if Lacey's injury turns out to be anything. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, AJ. I mean, everything with, you know, you got to watch your, uh, you got to watch your roster. You don't want to, you don't want to go too far. But I mean, if you've got Deadwood, yeah. You can you can you can you can play around with these things, but uh, some other uh, ads, some obvious, some not. Some are stashes and some are sleepers, and some you can even start. Like Matt Jones, Matt Jones is certainly making. Uh, he's almost. I think he's pretty much equal in carries with Alfred Morris now, and uh, he really really looks good. I I'm actually quite impressed that. And uh, it's kind of looking like a Gio Bernard, Jeremy Hill sort of thing going on there now. With uh, and even Jeremy Hill has uh, was out was out touched two to one by uh, Gio this weekend. So you know these these committees they just drive you nuts. But Matt Jones, I don't know, he's he's, he's somebody you got to get at least uh, for uh, at least for a stash. But I think you can even start him. So with with Matt Jones uh, in mind here, um, it, it's kind of funny because me and Joe actually wrote up our list of, of waiver wire pickups, and you've managed to go down, pick them off one by one, really. Um, oh, sorry. So <laughs> looking, uh, no, that's okay. It's that's that's great. Um, like great minds think alike. So. My question is, I'm looking at, you know, if you if you have a need for a quarterback, which I do, and I'm trying to go out and get Tyrod Taylor in one, one of my leagues, um, but I also want to get Matt Jones, are you dropping, like, a, a guy that you have already stashed that's a, a suspension candidate, maybe like a, a – Antonio Gates or Martavis Bryant to get a Matt Jones because you don't really have anyone else to drop? Or are you holding those guys and, and just seeing how they pan out? 
I have no problem. Well, you mentioned Gates. I have no problem dropping Gates. Not with not with the plethora of tight ends that are out there. I mean, there are so many good tight ends out there. There was no depth at tight end last year. This year, we're um, we're well blessed with good tight ends. I mean, uh, there's there's maybe a couple. Actually, the 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 two that haven't started off that well that were near the top, like. Uh, Jimmy Graham and, and Greg Olson are actually mm-hmm. the ones that aren't doing as good. You got Ebron, you got you got Ebron coming up. You got Eifert. Well, Eifert's Eifert's all grabbed up probably now. And and uh, uh, Ladarius Green. You know, you got all these different guys. And I think uh, and actually, I think Green um, will hold the job even when Gates gets back. I don't know for sure. We'll have to wait and see. But I, I think Green will hold it. I don't know if he's going to hold it, but that would be one of the reasons why I wouldn't be too worried about holding on the gates is just because I think San Diego is going to utilize both of them kind of like they did toward the end of the season, the 2013 season, where you saw gates really uh, lose a lot of snaps and a lot of targets to Ladarius Green. So, and for whatever reason, last year they just completely forgot about Ladarius Green, and now this year they're being forced to use him, and I think they're being reminded pretty quickly just how good he can be. So, yeah. in your case, I would be dropping Antonio Gates. If you have, uh, who's your other tight end? I have Greg Olson. I'm, you're dropping Antonio Gates. Yeah. yeah. That's a no-brainer. The, the only caveat is that I have a wide receiver tight end flex along with my wide receiver running back flex. So I could mm. man up and play four receivers if I really wanted to, um, three running backs, two tight ends, and two receivers. So there's lots of I flexibility. I think 90% of the time you're 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 going to be wanting to play four receivers anyway. Um, there's yeah. not a lot oh, of yeah. cases where I'm going to be playing a tight end or over a receiver unless yeah, – if, if you're being well, forced to play two two tight ends, then you've got problems. In my opinion, yeah. I don't care well, how good the tight end this year. Well, yeah, the bye yeah, week situation still. for the one guy in my league who had Gronk as a keeper actually also drafted Jimmy Graham, so he's he's manning both of those spots with two potentially you know top five tight ends. If if yeah, Graham, well, Jimmy Graham is doing Jimmy Graham things, you know. So we'll see how that no. works out. It's kind of exactly, exactly the way I said it was going to work out for him. He was yeah. going to have really awesome weeks, and he was going to have really bad weeks. And yeah. so far, we've seen a 6 for 51 with a 1, and we've seen a 1 for 11, which is exactly what I said you'd get. So based on that, you, you guys are both dropping gates over, over Martavis Bryant. I in would. That situation. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Wheaton experiment is over there. They've already kind of turned to Hayward Bay. I think they're going to be kind of itching to get Martavis Bryant back, and you're going to see some big things from him. Yeah, that works. I've got Antonio Brown too, so be a nice little uh, one-two punch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anybody else there, Richard? That that you? Uh, yeah, um, I've got a stash week? for you. I got a stash for you, Carlos Williams of the Buffalo Bills. Stash this guy. If uh, Shady's been having hamstring problems, mm-hmm. and uh, if he's a good he's a good guy to stash. Uh, he's, he's shown some brilliance. I think he's even scored a touchdown. I think I'm pretty sure. And uh, so he's shown some flashes of brilliance. So if you, uh, especially if you have McCoy, 
uh, Carlos Williams is a good stash. Even if you don't have McCoy, uh, stash him and keep him in there to see if uh, Shady's hamstring flares up. Because if he flares up and he misses a couple of games, you got this guy you can plug in. That's that's he, he looks awesome. This 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 Carlos yeah. Williams of the Buffalo Bills. I know in the league that I own McCoy and I went looking for Carlos Williams, and unfortunately he was already taken, so I couldn't do a whole lot there. But you know, same kind of situation there with with Starks. Like I'm not really interested in Carlos Williams unless McCoy, unless I own McCoy, or if he's available when McCoy gets hurt. You know, I'm not going to stash somebody who's going to get six carries a, a week, and he's just happened to score twice. But no, I mean he he overall looks pretty good, um, and I think he could do good things. Like he could do very very well if uh, if McCoy does miss time. But stashing players like that is never in my best interest. You know. So. If you've got dead, if you've got a dead spot in your roster that you can't. Oh yeah, stash. if you're getting zeros, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're getting if you've zeros, got, uh, why not? You know, like look at Arian Foster. What an excellent stash that turned out to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, yeah and, be, and uh, you were worried that he was going to be out for the season. I think you had him in a in a league, and now you're now you're now you're feeling kind of happy because he's he's sitting there uh, like a little time bomb, ready to go. I am off. two and zero oh in that league somehow, and I lost Jordy Nelson. That league is crazy. I have no idea how I'm. I've lost both Jordy Nelson and Arian Foster, and I'm two and zero oh in that league. Um, and it's not like a fluke two zero. I'm like the highest scoring team in the league. <laughs> Pretty nuts. Well done. Uh, but yeah, I just lost Decker in that league, which uh, uh, we'll talk about later <laughs> here in a second. So more more injury woes for for me. But so what, one last thing I want to get your take on. I don't know if you've caught it yet, but Matt Castle was traded to the Cowboys. Is he somebody that you'd be interested in picking up? He probably won't start this week. <laughs> I'm guessing he'll start next week. Uh, what Matt Castle is, is going to start over Whedon? Why else would is they that, trade? Is, for him? is that the news? I would, uh, oh I would. yeah, yeah. I I think they kind of had to get him. I think it was what, what's the name of the guy, Kellen Moore or something like was 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 the guy on the practice squad. They, the the Cowboys didn't have anybody else activated for backup for Whedon, so. Yeah, so they made a move uh, for Castle. I just caught the the headline. I didn't read the details. Well, I think the so idea I, I don't is know that, exactly. that Castle is going to start. Maybe not this week, but I'm thinking from here on out until Romo comes back, Matt Castle is going to be the guy. Mm. So if that were the case... Um, well, there you got to remember, though. Oh, maybe not, actually. I'm just reading this. The plan is for Castle to act as backup for Whedon. Oh, maybe not then. All right, well, in that case, okay. you pick up Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, say, you're a... Uh, you don't pick up Whedon. You don't pick up Whedon. There are people who will. There are people who will pick up Whedon. I mean, if you know, <laughs> Whedon would be a better pickup if Dez was still there, but... Uh, yeah. I, yeah. But... Uh, but uh, but I, I yeah, you can't really you can't really pick up Whedon. Although these journeyman quarterbacks, you gotta love them. Like Fitzpatrick, he did pretty good. You know, he's one of those journeymen, and he's you know he did a pretty good job on Monday night. And so you know, I but um, Whedon's Whedon's not grabbable. But uh, it'd be fun to watch though, because uh, as know, a Redskins fan, it'll be fun to watch him watch him do. 
bad and the Cowboys lose. <laughs> or I yeah, can really see how he does. <laughs> yeah. I like him. I like I, yeah. I he's a nice guy, you know. I've seen him in interviews and uh he's really the nicest guy that you could you could uh, you just could sit in there and listen to him. I I saw him uh, he 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 had to step in for the Cleveland Browns after Hoyer got injured when he was with the Browns and and he and he got on the set of the uh the NFL uh network and guy, great guy. Just you know, you thought, ah good for him. You felt really good for him that he had a good night out of it. So yeah, I kinda hope for him to do well because of his you know you know, you sort of get a when you when you watch guys in interviews you get a you know, you sort of get to know them a little bit in that way. So that helps you but uh, some bit. other grabs on the wide receiver front, just to just to finish up some of the some of the stuff is Michael Crabtree. You got to pick up, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, Crabtree's having a pretty decent season so far, but I don't know. I I have a hard, tough time trusting Crabtree. He just he's bombed out so many times. So, but yeah. Um. Yeah, so I think uh, I think that's gonna do it on the waiver wire ads. But uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, you want to tell everybody how to find you on Twitter and and everything else? Yeah, uh, you can get me on um, on fantasysixpack.net, and uh, I uh, do the uh, I do the waiver wire pickups every week. So uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Joe. For for the for the waiver spot and good luck with everybody with your pickups and uh I'll talk to you soon. I'm in. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Night night AJ. Oh, by the way, AJ by the, by the way AJ, uh congratulations. Oh, thank uh, you, sir. And uh I wanted to just pass that along to you. Heard about that last week. So, uh oh, appreciate hope, it. I hope <laughs> you take care now. All right, have a good one. Good night. So, yeah, real quick to, uh, you know, finish up kind of the week two blending into week three kind of thing, uh, touch on the touch on the injuries. So, obviously, everybody knows about the Romo injury. We're kind of touching on that just now. Uh, Whedon's not really much of a pickup, I don't think. And Castle, even if he does start, I don't think is much of a pickup either. Um, no, I wouldn't bother with either of them. Um, no. Nah. From what I read, it looked like Whedon was still going to start there. Yeah, I just read that too. More of of an insurance policy. So, Eddie Lacy banged up his ankle. So did Devontae Adams. We already kind of touched on the Eddie Lacy thing. He could play this week. We'll see, though. You know, it looks like at worst he'll miss a week. Devontae Adams actually returned to the game, so it looks like he'll be good. But, um... Gotta kind of worry about Devontae Adams. It looked like he was a bit of a decoy out there that that second half, and he didn't do much of anything. Um, one of the one of the stranger ones right now that kind of seemed to come out of nowhere was Drew Brees. Um, you know, there were reports Monday that he had a torn rotator cuff, and then now it's being said that it's just a bruised shoulder. Either way, um, I mean, I've, I've really read some conflicting reports that he's that he's um, going to miss significant time, 
or that he could play this week. So I don't really know which, you know, which one to believe at this point. Um, I think right now, if you're an owner of Breeze, you just got to roll with him in your lineup. Um, although he really hasn't been playing all that great. Uh, and But maybe the shoulder is a reason why. You know, I, I don't really know at what part of that game he suffered that injury uh, this, this past weekend. But I don't know. What, do you, what are you thinking there on Breeze? Um, I'm looking somewhere else this week if I'm a Breeze owner. I mean, he's got a pretty brutal matchup against Carolina. And like you said, he just hasn't really been putting up great numbers. Um, so far this season. I mean, he had a lot of yards against Arizona, uh, but still only one touchdown and, and had an interception. Um, and then was, you know, less than that, 100 yards less the, the next, this past week, uh, with still only one touchdown, one interception. I'm looking elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I could definitely understand that. You know, if you've got somebody, somebody relatively good sitting there on the waiver wire, maybe. Maybe you can go snatch him up and, and play him over Breeze, especially if he's going to have even, you know, the remnants of a shoulder injury. That just doesn't sound good. So Jay Cutler is also out for a couple of weeks here. He pulled his hamstring trying to dive for a tackle after a pick he threw. Um, I mean, I, the, I don't know how that happens, but anyway... Um, so he's out a couple of weeks. It was kind of a shame because he was actually playing pretty well. He had completed all eight, well, technically all nine of his passes. Eight of them were to his own team. Nine, the ninth was to the other team, and that's when he pulled his <laughs> hamstring. But uh, he, <laughs> he, um, you know, color wasn't anything that I was too excited about, especially with all the injuries to the wide receivers. Um, I know we had mentioned him a few times earlier in the preseason. In the in the preseason shows when it, when his ADP was like twenty the twenty fifth wide uh, quarterback, I didn't think he was quite that bad. But then all the injuries started happening to the Bears receivers, and well, maybe he was. So yeah, you know now he's not too great. Um, another one that's been kind of that I don't know if a lot of people even realize it, but Eric Decker um, injured his knee toward the end of the game and um, he didn't return. They're saying it could be a sprained PCL or some sort of PCL injury, which is the same injury that's holding Andre Ellington out for two to three weeks. So it's very, very possible if you own Decker, you're going to have him without, you know, or you're going to be without Decker for two to three weeks, which is honestly a pretty big blow. I mean, he's had, he's had a good season so far. Um, you know, he's, he's scored twice, oh, 134 yards here. So, you know, it's the Jets. You could only expect so much from the Jets offense. But, you know, he's been pretty serviceable, definitely a wide receiver three. You know, this past week he was he was one of the one of the top receivers. Um, so that's uh, it's a pretty tough blow. And of course, like I said, I own him, so naturally he got hurt. Because that's what my <laughs> players do is they get hurt um and screw me. But uh yeah. yeah. That's kind of it on the injury news as far as I know. Let me, you think of any that I'm missing? 
No, I think we're pretty well covered there. Uh, I think we move on to our looking forward into the week three matchups and finish it out with that. Um, so I guess we could start off with the, the best and worst fantasy games um, and, and what we're looking at here. So I'll just go ahead and start my my best fantasy game. Um, and, and I kind of use the term best a little lightly, but I'm looking at KC and Green Bay um, at, at Green Bay. Mm. You know, Green Bay is coming off a, a very big uh, and emotional win against the Seattle team that's, you know, kind of been their uh, Achilles heel the past couple of years. Um, so I think they're going to be coming in and looking to play. You know, they're playing at home, so they always seem to play pretty well at Lambeau for the most part. And KC is going to be on a, a much longer rest after after playing you know, a, a tough battle game against Denver last Thursday. So they've had a little little bit of extra time to lick their wounds from that loss. I think they're going to come in and and have a pretty good game plan. And, and Andy Reid knows Green Bay. He used to be there uh, and uh, played against them a lot in his career as well. So uh, that's my game as the best fantasy game. Uh, my worst fantasy game, and I hate to say it, but is Philly at the New York Jets. I think this is going to be kind of similar to uh, last night's game where it's not going to be real high scoring unless Philly figures their their offense out. But I, I'm giving them another weak pass, if you will. I just don't know if they're going to be able to put it together against a strong Jets defense. Yeah, those are those are two good ones. I'm going to go a little bit of a different direction here. My worst is going to be Buffalo and Miami. I think, you know, division division game here. Um you know, the over/under is only 43. You know, Buffalo's defense is pretty good even though they got kind of lit up against Tom Brady. Um I think a lot of people are going to get lit up by Tom Brady this year. He is on a mission. Uh Miami's defense is I, I still believe in their defense. I think it's better than what it's shown so far. Uh, I think, you know, they're going to be able to come out and and do good things here at home. You know, so you know, and neither offense is really all that great. You know, Buffalo has shown flashes. Miami's kind of struggled so far on offense. So I could see this being a fairly low-scoring game. And it's weird, like I'm having I'm having trouble finding a really good offensive game that I like. You know, one that I was kind of looking at. I mean, you sold the Kansas City Green Bay one. That was kind of the one that I really liked. But I was yeah. trying to find something different here. You know, I think Jacksonville and New England could be a, a really sneaky high scoring game. You know, New England's defense doesn't appear to be very good this year, and Jacksonville. You know, showed last week that they can put some points up. You know, they they put up a, a good number of points against against um, against Miami. So let's. Uh, I, I think you know. Obviously, I think we all expect New England to come out here and and just destroy Jacksonville. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jacksonville kind of hangs in there and, and and makes it a and makes it somewhat of a a game. You know, that they've they've looked a lot better than than I thought they would on on offense. So that that's going to be my two there. Yeah, with keeping with that game, actually, we'll, we'll move into our sleepers and busts for the 
for the week, um, I actually like Blake Bortles a lot as my uh, my QB sleeper. I think it, that game could go really one of two ways. It's either going to be an immense blowout um, at the hands of New England, and you know Jacksonville's going to have to be throwing a lot to catch back up, or like you said, I think they they could just you know be kind of sneaky and be hanging around and. Uh, you know, getting some good plays in. So I I, I kind of like Bortles this week. That's an, uh, that's an interesting one. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I guess I do too. I just called it a pretty, you know, it could be a pretty competitive game. A guy that I'm actually kind of looking at right here, and call me crazy, but Jameis Winston, you know, the 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 Houston Texans, they have not done very good against, against – uh, against quarterbacks so far. They they rank thirty first against in points against for quarterbacks. And they've faced Alex Smith and the Chiefs and Cam Newton and the Panthers. And I don't think anybody thinks that those quarterbacks uh are should be putting up lights out points here. You know, Cam Newton maybe, but not this year without Kevin Kel, uh, Calvin Benjamin. So I'm kinda yeah. looking at Jameis Winston. And so yeah, I, I like that pick. That's a good good sleeper pick for sure. Yeah, and you know he's not going to be somebody that's really going to be starting in a lot of leagues. So you know maybe maybe in those two quarterback daily leagues, you know you look at Winston, he could be a, a cheap play this week. I don't know what his price is on on FanDuel or DraftKings or anything like that. I don't I don't play very often, so um, I don't know yet. I haven't looked into it, but he could be one of those. Another rookie that I'm, or not rookie, but um, another young young player that I'm liking this week is uh, Bishop Sankey as my as my running back sleeper. Yeah, you know, he's on the um, who are they playing? I just blanked. Um, they are playing. They're playing Tampa Bay, or not Tampa? <laughs> I just said that. I was um, going to say you just had that match. So. Yeah. Uh, they were playing the Colts, and, I mean, we just saw the Colts' defense just get lit up by the Jets. Maybe not so much on the ground, but, you know, they did allow 25 points for fantasy points on the ground to Buffalo in week one. Um, the, the Jets were really kind of clicking through the air, so they kind of let that go. Actually, had it just been for a touchdown, you know, on the ground for the Jets, the, the Colts would have, you know, they still allowed another 95 yards. So, you know, I think I think Sankey had a good week one. He kind of was down in week two, and uh, you know he, he'll be he'll look to bounce back here in a, in a I think a, a closer matchup that's going to keep him in the game this time. Yeah, I like I like that pick. He was one of the guys I was actually looking at, but I had to settle on uh, Isaiah Crowell. Um, I, I really like this matchup and this game was another one I was thinking could potentially be a, a higher scoring game, but we'll see, you know, if Oakland can put up two big numbers two weeks in a row, but, you know, Cleveland's going to be coming out and, and Crown's played pretty well so far, um, you know, in that starting role. Uh, not, not a lot of touches each week. Um, and he's coming off of 12, 12 rushing attempts in week one against the Jets and only 20 yards. But like we said, all, all show the Jets are, are for real. 
Um, but last week he he put together a nice day with 15 attempts and 72 yards and a touchdown. So, uh, you know, I think if they keep feeding him the ball, um, you know, they'll be able to, to get somewhere against Oakland's rushing defense and, and uh, he's, you know, ranked as one of the worst in the league right now. And I can easily see him getting another 70-plus yards and a touchdown. That would be very nice for me. So then uh, my receiver pick, keeping with that same game, actually, is uh, is Crabtree. Uh, I know Richard mentioned him as a potential, um, you know, waiver wire guy to go out and get. And it seems like he's kind of blossomed into that receiver that you kind of hoped he was going to be once he came into the league uh, after all his uh, collegiate success, but he just never really seemed to get to that point. Um, but he's he's had a good start to the season, and, you know, if, if uh, Joe Hayden's going to be, you know, all over Cooper, then, you know, it could free up Crabtree to get, get some more big production. Yeah, I, I I do like Crabtree. I actually kind of was listing both Crabtree and Cooper here as as sleepers. Uh, I kind of I kind of think that um, you know the the Browns defense is is better on paper than it is you know in real life. You know they've allowed a total of. Um, you can't do math right here. A total of 48 points to receivers over the first two weeks against the Jets and the and the Titans. And yeah, the Jets' offense is better than I've, I think everybody expected. But you know, allowing 22 against the Titans, they don't have that that great passing threat right now. Kendall Wright's decent. Nate Washington, meh. Um, Doriel Doria, Doria Green Beckham. Yeah, you know, he he hasn't shown much of anything. Mariota is still young and raw. He's not, you know, I don't think we're gonna see that that uh, that big blowout game there. But yeah, I think uh, I think Cooper and Crabtree could both have pretty good games here. So yeah, just to kind of rapid fire here through the quarterbacks or through the bus here. So I I actually couldn't really find much of a bus. I kind of kind of looking through my rankings and I, and I pretty much agree with just about everything. I think, um, you know, if Breeze plays, then I guess he's kind of my bust there for quarterbacks. Um, I'm just not really feeling it with, with that shoulder um, hide. You know, he is for running backs. He He's, uh, he's dealing with a quad injury, I want to say. So that's always kind of worrisome. And and uh you know he he had a great week one but you know he's also going against Arizona who's who's really really good uh i i, I like their i like their uh their defense a lot although you know they have i mean they've given up a fair share of points on the ground but I still like their defense enough to be able to hold hide and not that i don't like him but Edelman is being ranked really really high this week right now and I think people are getting a little overzealous with the two touchdowns from last week. They got to remember, he does not score touchdowns, people. He, this is not what he does. Uh, he'll catch a lot of passes. He'll put up 70 to 90 yards. He just doesn't score touchdowns. So in your standard leagues especially, 
he really gets limited in PPR leagues. You know, he's he's pretty monster every week. Um, but you know, he he's got a. I I just think that you've got to hold your horses there with Edelman a, a little bit, and um, and and not get too excited the fact that he just blew up last week. Yeah, I, I can see him. Uh, you know, definitely being held out of the end zone this this week. Falling back into his non-touchdown ways, um, but my my list of busts here, I I didn't think it was too difficult to to look at some of these bigger name guys. I mean, can agree or disagree, but my quarterback bust this week is uh, is Matty Ice, Matt Ryan. Um, you know, he he's had a, a a nice start to the season so far, um, and he's playing his third straight game against NFC East, which is kind of interesting in itself, but this week he's going up against Dallas in Dallas. And I just, I mean, Dallas has, has been completely lights out against opposing quarterbacks so far. Um, so I, I'm not looking at him to have a real big game, um, you know, at least not anything more than what he's done so far uh, and probably low low teens of points. Uh, low double digits. Um, again, pains me to say my next uh, bust pick is, is running back uh, DeMarco Murray. Um, but again, the Jets are for real. If we haven't made that clear yet in the show, you clearly aren't listening or have just tuned in. Um, but I just I think he's still got to get it figured out, um, and I don't see him doing it this week. Um, and then my my receiving option as a bust is kind of a, a a big name guy, but he's not one that's many would think would ever be in the bust category, but Calvin Johnson. Um, for me, I, I mean, he's got a, a, a tough matchup going against Denver. He's the, the best against, you know, opposing receivers right now. Um, not allowing a touchdown not allowing more than 60 yards. Um, so they are locking down the receiving core and, and with Stafford potentially injured and banged up after that Minnesota game, you know, he's still kind of up in the air as to whether or not he'll definitely start, I think. Um, but if he's not starting, then yeah, Calvin Johnson's just going to be, he's going to be shut down this week. Yeah, this is a really good one. Actually, I was I was looking at Calvin. I've got him ranked a little lower than than most everybody else right now. But uh, I might once I tweak my rankings a little more, I might send him down a little farther. Now that I'm realizing that Denver Broncos have allowed on average four points to opposing receivers in standard leagues, that's pretty incredible, actually. Um, yeah. So yeah, that uh, that concludes the show. Hope you all enjoyed it, and uh, you know, hope we got you ready for your. Your week three matchup. Um, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Fantasy Six Pack. Um, AJ is yet to jump on Twitter. We will get him there eventually. And um, yeah, check out SoCalledFantasyExperts.com and FantasySixPack.net for all your fantasy advice that you need. And be sure to hit me up on Twitter for any questions you need. Have a good night, everyone, and see you next week. All right. Peace out.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.